You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. <laughs> Hi, this is the illustrious Michael K. Easton. I'm Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm eating fries. Yes, you are. You smell good. It's good for an audio show. Yeah, but... <laughs> so what's up, guys? Everything. Everything is up. We got all kinds of stuff to talk about, so just whatever. Look, pick a category. Yay. TV. Marvel and DC on TV. I am Supergirl. What's your name, darling? Agent. Okay. <laughs> What'd you See, watch? We're excited. What'd yeah. you watch on TV? You guys were just saying, like, I barely watched anything this week. Did I've you watched watch everything. Okay. Everything? I've, I've, I've watched so much CW stuff. I've watched you? so much stuff. No, I don't watch that. Stuff. I I I did download the CW app, and not for any of those super shows you watch. <laughs> Strictly for Riverdale. Riverdale. Just because, like, I'm. Excuse me. I know I've said before. Like the first comic books I ever got, my grandma would like give us a comic book on Sunday, and we just give us Archie comics before I knew there were superhero. Comics. <laughs> Those fond memories. I wanted to see what this was about. Well, Christy was upset by the preview. <laughs> she was like, this isn't my Archie. <laughs> yeah, Archie's got abs. <laughs> it's like a literal quote from the, from the show. <laughs> she said something about Veronica and Betty, and she was like wanting to finally have a show where you could see Betty in real life. And it was like, yeah. I thought that was like a it. pretty good Betty and Veronica. I, this show was surprisingly better. Oh, yeah. I, I watched it just to give it a shot, and yeah. it, it it was I thought, oh, good. no, it's an hour. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I first thought. <laughs> you know, and then I was like, you know, yeah. But it's is the showrunner or the writer, is that Roberto Aguirre, Sacasa, whatever his name is, the, he writes the... Archie, the, what's the afterlife with Archie? Oh, okay. And he's part of he's he's been promoted within Archie Comics company. Like yeah. he's one of the top guys there. I get creative that. Side, <laughs> That's so. on my pull list. Yeah, so. Although I have like three issues I've never got yeah. got to yet to read. But yeah, I liked what. But yeah, I've he read at least wrote the pilot. I'm not sure if he's in charge of the whole thing, but it's not. They didn't just hand it to some TV guys and say make some Archie. Like I think the actual. Archie Comics people are heavily yeah. involved with this. Oh, well, it's got... I mean, it definitely ha- had all the touches. You knew, you know, you got all the characters, even if they were changed. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, Miss Grundy, is that her name? Ms. Grundy. She was the mo- most improved character. <laughs> <laughs> Visually. Yeah, she's an she's old lady in the comics. And, you know, now, let's see she if is I not can. an old lady if I can get my wife to watch this tonight. <laughs> yeah. 
I think she'd like it. So honestly. did it? Okay. I would kind of have it. an origin, or did it just throw you right into? It's high a, it's it's sophomore year. You just, summer just ended. All these thirty year old actors are right. coming back for sophomore year. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's when they when I heard, when you finally find out that it's sophomore year, I was like, what? <laughs> I, I thought surely they're graduating, but no, they uh, and you quickly find out somebody. Jason is that his first name? Jason Blossom, Cheryl Blossom, and Jason Blossom, yeah. the twins. Jason Blossom has died somehow, you know, and so that's what it's going to be about. It felt very like Veronica Mars. Um, it had a lot of that Gossip Girl or yeah. any of those. Like, uh, it's kind of narrated by Jughead. He's writing all this down, so he's like, "My town is like this, yeah. this, this, and this." And Jughead's, you know, they're all, they're, you know, they're. It's not. He's got the his hat's a little bit yeah. like Jughead's hat, but he's just they're all dreamy, you know. The whole cast, which you know, <laughs> it was pretty good. There's your there's your sound bite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, if I you said, had said that, I'd had I'd had Jughead <laughs> through the list of man crushes. <laughs> give it time, give it time. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so I, we, I, yeah, we complained about uh, how we sexified old James Olsen. Well, I said uh, he has a new he has run for his money now with sexy Ms. Grundy. <laughs> that's right. Now we haven't seen Mr. Weatherby yet. He could be a real knockout oh, too. True. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was it was fine. We're not gonna. We got plenty of stuff to talk about. We'll let you know how it goes. But it's yeah, it's teen drama, but it's mixed in like a murder mystery. So there's some kind of darkness also running through. It feels it. like that's what the season's going to be. They're uh, yeah. going to try to figure out what happened. We already got some clues by the end of the episode. And it, I thought it was well paced. They, I mean, it was a, it was a good, good all around show. Yeah. Uh, Luke Perry, we should probably mention. Oh, yeah, Luke Perry. Luke Perry was in it? Speaking yeah. of 30-year-old teenagers. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> Lord. Yeah, it was a 60-year-old teenager. Yeah. You have me sold. <laughs> but he's he's Mr. Andrews. It's yeah. Archie's dad. Yeah, he's so he's dad. playing. He is age-appropriate. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, he actually was. He only looked 10 years older than his son. <laughs> uh, well, also, Jordan and I watched Hunted. Hunted. <laughs> CBS reality show. Came on after the football games the other day, so pretty much all of America. All of America watched, watched at least five minutes, <laughs> and it's you know I, I've got a confession to make. I have watched every season of Survivor, like wow. my you and my son Jared both. Yeah, yeah, I got I I. I think I convinced him to watch it. <laughs> Years ago when I came out, I remember them saying, there's going to be this show. They're going to put, you know, so many people on an island and try to survive and vote them off. And I was like, what? That sounds good. Yeah, and it's, it, might, it might be hard to f- realize or remember, like, how different that was. It was crazy. And how, you yeah, know, this is a game changer. Yeah, this is, this is pre-9-11. You know, that's how old it is. It's uh, been around... 30 some seasons so 15 16 years they've been doing it anyway my mom really loved it and so that was kind of something we could always talk about and enjoy and you know anyway i've never missed it and so i don't i'm not afraid to say i like a a reality show here or there i'm I'm not into any housewives of anywhere (laughs) but but this kind of stuff these game, game show like that a big brother or something i've watched but anyway this is i'm not sure what this is 
Did you watch the second episode, by the I way? I watched some of it, and then it was two hours. I'm like, I'm it not. It was two hours, was but like, it I'm is a watching. totally different show from the first one. Ugh. It made, it, I, <laughs> if I had to stop right now watching <laughs> it, I could, trust me. See, I that's could. what, I watched the first season of Survivor and really <laughs> enjoyed it. Yeah. I was really into it. And by the second season, I was like, okay, I get what's going to happen. Right. So now I've just shortened my attention span. I watched the first episode. I'm like, okay, I get it. I know what's going on. Well, there's definitely been, as far as Survivor's concerned, there's definitely been some highs and lows, but they've made you know some headway over the years. Is so, it yeah, that first still the same there. show? I mean, have they yeah. changed it? They have the changed. Oh, yeah, there's lots, lots of things have evolved, but it's at its core, it's the same show. Yeah. Anyway, this hunted show, we'll briefly tell you what it is. You they, brought it up. A while ago when it first was yeah. announced. Yeah, I had heard it was gonna be there's gonna be people you know have like a certain uh I don't know was how how big of an area. I know it's like three or three four or four states. states. I don't know how I don't uh, remember like Northern Florida, Georgia, Alabama, South Carolina. Right. Like, and, you, and you could go anywhere in there. This sounds like a different show already. <laughs> yeah. You could go anywhere in there, you and a teammate and they will send basically it's you and a teammate and you're just Joe Schmo who signed up for the show. And they will send like a crack team of investigators. Yeah, I mean, like you're totally US, outmatched. U.S. Marshals, ex-military, <laughs> uh, British Secret Service guys, like yeah. really intense. Just forget it. Pedigree. You're going to get yeah. caught. <laughs> it's they are highly outmatched. Like NSA data guys who like can look at your Facebook page and pull down yeah. all your all your innermost uh, secrets. And yeah, it, it was in the first episode. It, it really stuck out that they were out. That's like this one couple got on a got. You have an you have five hundred dollars in an ATM, and you can only take out a hundred dollars at a time. Is that right. what you told me? So that so that you have to check. They'll be able to pick you up if they yeah. have, you know if you really need that money. You're gonna get. They're gonna, you're gonna come up as a blip there. Well, they <laughs> these people went to the bus station. There was an ATM there. They got their hundred dollars out, got on the bus to Atlanta, and that was it. The people were waiting on when they got done. to the other. <laughs> they put wigs on. Like the bus was the bus was leaving at two o five, and like it's two o'clock now. We can get the money before they can catch up to us. Not thinking you can probably track a bus. Right, right, and not to mention the they had wigs on. The guys like six foot eight. Yeah, the guy was a former college basketball player, who was seven feet tall, and his his girlfriend was like Miss South Carolina. Yeah, never. It's like, hey, have you seen the seven foot tall guy and a gorgeous girl? Yeah, they went to Atlanta. Yeah, they had stupid wigs on. Yeah. Anyway, it was ridiculous. And then there's some other guy that's like he's been arrested thirteen times, and he's got really great. You know, instincts for this. He's been, he's run from the law before, but his girlfriend, his girl, which, which we're like, okay, somebody that has a chance, you know. Am I related to him? And his girlfriend is like not up to his level and she's going to get him caught. She like wrote, had their whole schedule written out on the calendar, like where they're going to hide all the friends' houses they're going to hide out, out to for the month. For a month, for an entire yeah. month. And then she just rips June out because this was filmed apparently last June. She just rips the page out off the calendar, so they come there with their pencil, the the crack team of investigators, and just shade over it and see everywhere they're wow. going to be for the next month. Like Encyclopedia Brown, crack the case yeah. on that one. But I will say the second episode that was two hours, it's way it was way more interesting. Like I, I thought they 
it developed a lot, and they're kind of staggering it out. You can't couldn't keep track of all these people. I so did that, see them catch the people that had to go to the beauty salon or something because they've been on the oh, run. Yeah, yeah, they've yeah. been on the run for a couple of days and weren't looking great. Yeah, so I was like, oh. yeah. Then another another couple got caught, but really the problem with them was I I could see this being a problem. The people that help them don't want to stop helping them. They want to be like, oh, don't leave our place. We're on TV now, you know. Anyway. Well, I told you when when we first mentioned we watched it, I guaranteed you I could win this show. And I did come up with a plan of how I could I could win. You have to survive 28 days without being caught. And the the first and only thing I thought of was that Chappelle show skit where Tyrone Biggums goes on Fear Factor. I don't know if <laughs> any of you guys remember that. He was the crackhead <laughs> oh, character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they make him do all these terrible challenges, and to him, it's like, what's the big deal? Yeah, like he had to that. crawl in a tub of worms and yeah. bugs. He's like, this is where I sleep every night. <laughs> it's like the, the, these people that's such a challenge. Like you've got to go off the grid. I'd be like, yeah, all right, off the grid. <laughs> well, has anybody thought to binge watch the old television series, The Fugitive, before right before they went on the show yet? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I'm sure there yeah. have the, to be. The people I've seen did like, not look yeah. like they did much preparation. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, they'll, they'll come and tell you, okay, it's time to go. Now you know, you knew this was going to be happening. These people are like running around. But I'm guessing some rule where you couldn't have a go bag pack or something. Well, they, yeah, I guess. They, the people just, they'd run up and say, you're on the run. And you get an hour head start before they released your it's name. A t- so. It's a thing they've taken off of Big Brother where that's how they tell them on the show. Here's your mm-hmm. key. You got an hour to get your together. Okay. Yeah, I would. I, <laughs> Sorry about that. All right, so I get the call and I'm on the show. Right. Step one, Jordan, you're on the run. I'm on the run. I pack clothes, as big a box of books as I can carry, in my apartment, and then I probably like clean up a little because I'm so paranoid of like oh, they're going to be in here looking at stuff. I, right. I, I, I like scrub the toilet because like I don't want to. I don't even think I'm gross. Race all your porn off the hard drive. I would, yeah, I would just you know just tidy up tidy up the place a little bit. Step two, I make one phone call to the UPS man. I tell him where to leave my comics for the next month. They can all stack up. Then I snap the phone in half like Gus Spring, <laughs> throw it away. <laughs> Don't need it anymore. I'm not making any incriminating phone calls. Yeah. Everybody catch it. Um, you could just put your phone in a drawer and leave it. There. No, SIM card's busted. Oh, okay. Crack it in yeah. half, throw it in the trash. All right, then I drive north just a little bit. I get $100 from the ATM machine. Shows them where I what, where yeah, I, I knew where right. I was when I made the phone call. I got the ATM machine. I drive north a little bit more, find a grocery store. Hundred dollars worth of peanut butter, lunchables. Like I stock up, bargain bin, this like is generic your normal stuff. Trip to the grocery exactly, store. exactly. <laughs> Ramen noodles. <laughs> I, like I'm good for a month. I could buy a he month's just, worth of groceries. He just made like his normal life sound yes, really exciting. Exactly. <laughs> I tell you, <laughs> bring me my comic. <laughs> Go buy lunch. Exactly. I'm saying, clean my toilet. This is not. <laughs> this is not a challenge to me. I, 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 I can get a month's worth of groceries, hundred bucks. Leave in the world. Tuesday. <laughs> but there's like a cool theme song. Playing. Oh yeah, yeah. Then I drive a little bit further north. I leave my car at a bus station. Throw them off. Then I turn around and like either hitch a ride or walk or whatever like an hour south I tricked them going they think I'm going north I turn around and go south camp for like a month eat peanut butter sandwiches read books I don't have time to read quarter of a million dollars in the bank <laughs> guaranteed you could hunt for Bigfoot wire <laughs> can't they hitch in this plan I think I think 
I'm catch, was catching on in the second episode. They have to move so every so often. I was going to say, yeah. What prevents somebody from because I think camping they out in yeah, the woods? Yeah. Well, they, some people did. These people did camp out in the woods. They made it 18 days. But I think that they have to move around a little bit. I'm not sure. Plan B would be the Heisenberg plan, or I go to somebody and be like, "Hey, I'm about to win a quarter million dollars. I'll give you ten thousand if I can live in your basement for a week." Yeah. Just just start handing people wads of cash. (laughs) That you have, (laughs) Michael. You said you watched The Good Place. I did. We're, we're talking some real oddball shows. Here, I know. But, but that's okay. What it's an odd, oddball time of year. I watched the first season. Did you? Yeah. Did that not pay off at the very end? It, it, hmm, yes. Like, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to spoil for anyone that, like, but. It's not yeah, the greatest I show you ever think saw, if but. You spoiled things for people. Yeah, but it was, it was a good first season of a show. I had heard of it, and then yeah. last week everybody was like, hey, what a great ending. So I was like, well, boom, I can do that. We, on Hulu. So we, I just watched it. We started watching it from the get go, and it, it was something different. I was like, oh, this is kind of funny, and it had a nice little plot. Ted Danson is making a comeback. Yeah, like he really nailed it. I, I mean, thought he did a great job in that. I like, Kristen Bell a little more than I usually do. She didn't seem as cross-eyed. <laughs> and Don't you be knocking Kristen Bell. And it was, yeah. It had, tell them what the premise is. The premise the is, is Kristen Bell's character dies. She dies in a really ridiculous way and wakes up in heaven, the good place. While by the end of the first episode, you realize that she has switched places with someone else that has the same name of, name as her. They've made a mistake. And she's actually this evil witch that was completely horrible in real life. And in this good place, you're matched with your soulmate. And this is the perfect person to the good Eleanor, which that's her character's name. And you find out that her soulmate is this, um, oh, I'm trying to think. The best way to put it. <laughs> Just say gentlemen. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> Fine, gentlemen. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. Jeez. What's your problem? <laughs> I was trying to think what he... Ethics. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Before you rudely interrupted oh, yeah, yeah. me. Uh, he, he's all about ethics and quandary and, and whether or not he needs to help her out or not to better her blah 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 Hashtag anyway, it's a good show. Huh? anyway yeah it's a good show her whole deal is she's she realizes that you know she shouldn't be there and she's trying to earn her way to be able to stay by having her who the guy who isn't really her soulmate help her out and he's inclined to when, he has it, when it premiered, I heard a little bit about it. There mm. was some buzz. And I never heard anything about it the whole season. And then whatever this big twist was at the end, people were talking about right, it more right. than yeah. even when it premiered. So it might Well, it's, a, it's there's a reason for all that. It starts out really strong, <laughs> and it ends really strong. Okay. And the middle's fine. Okay. But it, it's it, if I would have watched it once a week, I would have probably... It was a slog to sit and watch it, it was all a right good, in a row. It was a good filler. Yeah, just, uh, yeah. It was. It would have been fine weekly, but I tried to watch the whole thing in a row. But yeah, it was. It's worth watching. Just maybe don't try to slam it all at once. And speaking of Ted Danson, I finally got around to watching the second season of Fargo. 
the TV series. And while I liked the first season better, like Jordan had said he did it, it was really great. Great cast again, Patrick Wilson, Ted Danson, Jesse Plemons, and Kirsten Dunst was awesome. You know, she did a great job in that. And that show totally blows the movie Fargo out of the water. Like it, the, the movie was fine, a good Coen Brothers movie, but this show is like, the setting is just so good. And, you know, that way they talk, that northern accent and everything. It's great. Both, it's on FX. Yes. Both seasons are great. Definitely recommend that. And I saw some news about Coen Brothers. So that, after Fargo was such a hit, this t- the TV, they have nothing to do with it, by the way. <laughs> but they are writing and they, they saw the, I think they got, they like, got the idea to do a TV yeah, series. That it could actually be done well. Yeah, so they're writing and directing a new Western anthology series called The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I love it already. <laughs> I know. <yeah. laughs> and, uh, and at some portion of the series, we'll probably get a theatrical release, which they're doing a lot. They talk, I hear it talked about a lot. Like this last season, the Sherlock that just ended, supposedly the finale was in theaters or something. And I don't, we don't say any of that around here. So I don't yeah. know. I hear this talked about, but I haven't seen it happen yet in real life. Anybody else watch any TV? Was there anything with the super shows? I heard there was going to be the Music Meister Meisterburger. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know his name. The kid, he was on Glee at one point, I guess. Grant Gustin, yeah. and he was on Glee. Yeah. And then Supergirl, Melissa, was on Glee. Okay. And so they're going to have a two-parter sing-along episode. But the guy that's playing the Music Meister is also, was, also, on, Glee was, was also on Glee. Mm-hmm. So, Should be interesting. Yeah. Um, well, Batman Brave and the Bold had a whole musical episode with the Music Meister. And it was really good. Yeah. So we'll see. It was Neil Patrick Harris. Yes, you're correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, Supergirl, there was a big secret. There was a big secret in Supergirl? So, yeah. the, so the shows are back. Is that what yes. you're saying? Yes. restarted this week. They're oh. all back. What was the big secret? There's something going on with Monel. He's not who he says he is. Oh, really? Because if you remember, his whole backstory was that he was the prince's bodyguard. <laughs> and the yeah. prince said, no, 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 you go. You save yourself. Yes. And we got to see... Um, them get a little bit more bang for their buck out of the CGI that they use for a Dominator because there was a Dominator in an episode and he saved Monel's life when he was supposed to die and he was like, no, and then he bows to him. So I'm like, is he the prince? Yeah, they were investigating some missing kids. So they they go through this warp to another planet of mm-hmm. the slave planet or okay, the slave moon. Much. Okay, so yeah. As they're trying to escape... The Dominator like recognizes Monel. He's like he's not to be harmed. So like, Ooh, what's he up to? Ah. He is known to these bad guys somehow. But I'm I'm very curious because Monel wants to be a superhero. So which and costume? Two, Kara and Monel, they're they've turned so adorkable. Like the way they you know, play off each other, like it's it's very you know he doesn't know anything about our culture or whatever, like. That's some very funny dialogue back and forth. I, I'm excited to see what kind of uniform he's going to get. Is he going to go with the Valor costume, the Monel costume, 
Or is it going to be the reverse Superman color costume? Who knows? I'm the only one excited for that. <laughs> yep. Well, this episode was also directed by Kevin Smith. So Kevin Smith jumps back to the CW world. And he just happens to cast his daughter as the missing girl who was captured by the slave people. So that Harley rem- Quinn Smith got a little bit of screen time. And that reminds me. Do you think Jason Musil is one of the aliens somewhere? <laughs> I was like, he's got to be the in there translate- somewhere. Yeah, they do the translation at the bottom. The snoochie boochie. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there was a great reference. I don't know. You may not have caught it. Uh, they go to the cave where the guy who rescues them, he's frying, and he calls it a Thangarian snare beast. Oh, Did you see, see that? Oh. That's a famous story Kevin Smith has told, uh, like the evening with Kevin Smith where he does the stand-up about writing Superman Lives, and that one producer who was obsessed with putting a giant spider in the movie. Right. And he's like, you have to put a giant spider in it. And Kevin's like, can I call it a Thangarian snare beast? <laughs> So he re- he rewrote the script to include this. You know, the script never right. got made. So he made a reference to his unproduced Superman script. <laughs> That's funny. I messaged you guys because I, on on DC's Legends of Tomorrow that I've been waiting on this all week. My George Lucas impression <laughs> was better than the actors. You have a more re- you have a more realistic beard. I will say that. But <laughs> yeah, his beard was terrible. It, that was just. Not a good episode. I felt like I went back in time because I felt like on a previous podcast you had told us the whole episode. I'm like, did I know about this or something? Or like, mm-hmm. it was really confusing. Yeah, you brought it up, yeah. But there yeah. was so many references to Star Wars. <laughs> there were, and that, you know, of course, that was everybody's, I'm sure, favorite part. Um, you know, our heroes trapped in a trash compactor. And the little, you know, a new hope line and, and all that, but. To me, the best part of this episode was the reference to the Legion of Doom. <laughs> it really was. I loved Several that. times. Yeah, I loved how they brought that up and, you know. It's a, oh, it's just an old Hanna-Barbera cartoon I used to watch as a kid. So that was fun. And in the way, you know, it wasn't just said once. Like, yeah. Although I did. Legion I, of Doom, Legion of Doom, Legion yeah. of Doom. To the point where Sarah Lance was like, I am not calling them that. <laughs> but I did notice, like, this seemed to be much more lighthearted. Like, Jordan and I were talking earlier where it was like, they're not trying to be so serious. Mm-hmm. And just kind of having fun with it. Yeah, they're kind of steering into the more silly side yeah. of things, which I would be well okay with. Sure. Is that all of them? No. Oh, well, we got Flash. Flash, we finally get to see Kid Flash and Flash, like, working together, and Flash breaks the news that poor Iris is going to die in five months to the team, and they got to figure it out, and they also welcome, um, what's-his-face from Harry Potter onto Team Flash. No. Yeah. You didn't watch Flash? No, I haven't. Oh, yeah, they... I still haven't watched the season finale, or (laughs) the mid-season finale. And then they had the whole, um... Harrison Wells opened up Stars Museum, and they made a comment about how he's like kept their attention for the last couple months, like off of other stuff, which made me think that there's something there's something there with that character that's not being said. Yeah, he's hiding something. Yeah, so I'm waiting for that to see where that goes. But and uh, Barry and Iris redecorated their new loft apartment. And like a multi-million dollar, it looked like a catalog. <laughs> this gorgeous home, and they had a they had a party, a, uh, a housewarming party, 
And Joe's gift to them was a framed photo of them as brother and sister, as little kids. That creeps me out like, so bad. Hey, remember when we thought we were brother and sister? Well, now we're dating. Let's remember that with a framed photograph. It's like, can they not... <laughs> Could they not have fixed that in Flashpoint and, like, made it so that they were never, like, relatives and now they're dating and he's going to ask her to marry him? It's just weird. What are you guys watching? <laughs> what is that? And I am happy to say that Arrow, like, sucked me back in. Like, th- this whole last season, I just like, eh. But this was good because we got the, re- the return of Black Canary. But it really wasn't Black Canary. It was Black Siren from the Flash universe. Oh, and that was what probably a twist. that was <laughs> was that was probably the best acting I've seen her done since she's been on the show. Yeah. Like she plays s- such a better villain than yeah, she does I, a hero. I couldn't stand her from season one. I, but, I was so happy when they killed her off. The, the whole point of this episode was basically to say we needed to find a new Black Canary, and you you get to see previews of next episode of. This chick that is... Are you going to put up, like, posters and well, have an audition? It ends with some... Can you scream really loud? <laughs> well, that's what it is. It's someone that actually has the sonic powers is going to... Oh. And, and there was a nice little quip that she says something about, about seeing them in costume and asking them if they, like, picked those up at a Halloween outlet store. So she's going to be the snarky new member. Aren't there, like, 17 vigilantes on that show already? Why, why yeah. do they have to add another one? Go out of your way to add another one. Because it's Black Canary. Green Arrow is no one without Black Canary. Got Wild, wild Dog on there. <laughs> wild Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Which we oh, did yeah, get to good. see uh, Mr. Terrific embrace his more technological side. Technological. But he's he's tired of getting his butt kicked and decides that he might uh, create his T-spheres, which I'm really hoping he does. Does he still have the big fro? Only out of costume. Only he's got the cornrows when he's in costume. Um, but yeah, it was it was a, actually it was a pretty decent episode. I think it did a good job of like trying to get people back into that show. So they might have found a little bit of their magic that they lost. Movies. Save. Puny God. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. I'm Batman. Kneel before Zod! Under Ruth! Said it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. So what's it gonna be, huh? Long, sullen silence? Or mean comment? Go on. You got me in a box here. (laughs) All right. Headline of the week. I guess we won't spoil it here, but it ain't, you know, split, split. Everybody know the movie. James McAvoy, multiple personalities. Yes. I'm the only one that saw it, right? Everybody else bailed. My wife, like, hates the, uh, previews for that. Yeah. (laughs) I wasn't too keen on it myself when I, I saw them. Didn't look like my type of movie. I guess we, okay, we can't spoil it. Uh, even though I don't, I find it hard to believe that anybody listening to this doesn't know what the deal is. Cause it was I asked heavily Jared, spoiled. I asked Jared, my brother this week, I was like, did you hear it? No, he doesn't hear anything either. So Jeez. yeah, there are people out there who didn't hear Well, anything. anybody, that's, I felt 
a block. That's why I made such an effort to get you to the theater. I'm like, Seth was my guardian angel this week, trying to deflect spoilers left and right. Tried like heck. I came down here, I laid ten dollars on the counter. I was like, go see that movie. What? Yeah. Because basically, it's it's an M Night Shyamalan movie, so he's thinking, is this you know you know it's going to have a twist? Is the twist that good? Is it really? But you know. Is it, it doesn't even look like, I know, I know, I know, but you're gonna get spoiled, and I can't tell you why it's good, and, I, I was like, just, you know, I'm, th- I'm thinking, I'm thinking, he'll, maybe, he'll go after work, maybe. I did, I looked at movie times, yeah. I looked to see when it was playing here. I was like, there's a chance, I was like, all I gotta do is get him through the day. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking no. There's, I said, stay off comicbook.com because it's they're spoiling the heck out of it. You know, I got spoiled that way, and, and then so Satan. it was within the hour. Michael and Michael was privy to all this information. <laughs> Michael saw all this, these messages I'm sending about it, and he he sends us a link to the spoiler. Like I didn't make the connection. I was just like. <laughs> Oh, Seth was talking about that, and like I was like, "Oh, he'll like this," so I like share it with our group. I delete it. I'm like, I'm like, "Oh, I, I deleted five so I was like, "Go on, don't do that." It didn't delete. It was still oh. there. it was still there when I looked. Yeah. yeah, Jordan's like, "Well, that was fun." I'm like, "Great." <laughs> I just wanted to murder everybody. I just wanted somebody to have that experience. In my defense, like I, I was kind of following the conversation, and I was, I didn't. Well, it I was, still had no idea what was happening. It was. I'm like, what are you guys a, talking it's about? A, it's a tough. Like, it's a, very similar to the conversation we're having right now, where we're trying to skirt the issue, <laughs> and we just can't. I don't want to be the one to spoil it for somebody. If you haven't, if you listen to the show, and you haven't seen Split, I know it doesn't look like something you might like, but it pays off for fan, if for fans of. Stuff like this, and I think you you might have your mind blown. And I'd like to discuss it discuss it with you guys if anybody would ever see it. Anyway, whatever. I do it before I came here tonight. I went. I was. I've always liked M Night. You know, of course, he started out strong with Six Sense and oh, yeah. Un- Unbreakable and Signs, and then. The Village, which I liked, and then it started to go downhill. Lady in the Water, uh, Last Airbender, The Happening. Happening. Yeah, all that. All that. It started to go downhill. Went I downhill. Just, I just steeply. realized I've seen one of those movies. Wow, which one? Six Cents. Six Cents. I, I stopped with The Village. That was the last one I I'll say this. I, this. Wow, no, I lied. The Last Airbender not sucked. I, yeah, everybody says that's terrible. That's his worst, I guess. But the Six Cents... Watching Split reminded me of that in the respect that it's a it's like it's a different movie if at the end mm-hmm. like when I watch Sixth Sense I get I'm, I remember at the end sitting in the theater thinking I'm not even digging this that much but I'm watching it and then at the end I'm like oh my gosh that's the greatest movie you know you like have to look back at the whole movie and how how it makes it a different thing you know and that's kind of how I felt about Split not as strongly but anyway. There, I had missed one of the movies from last uh, from 2015, The Visit. Has anybody seen it? Michael, you're probably my only chance if someone haven't yeah, seen it. It's, about. it's the it's the last movie you have before Split. It's some kids basically go to spend a week with their grandparents. They, 
Oh, I remember the previews, but I never it's watched it. It's worth watching. Yeah. Yeah. You're never going to believe this. It has a twist. I, to, I just remember the trailer looked laughably bad. It's it's not. It's it's light. You know, it's got some lightheartedness to it, but it's. I thought it was good. If I would say this, if there wouldn't have been a twist, it still had a, a neat premise. Like I was like, oh, I, this is kind of a neat idea. To you know, I don't want to spoil it, but you know, but then the twist, I was like, how did I not see that coming? Same thing as always, and I thought it was definitely it, a review I listened to. They were saying you know, it kind of seems like this was this was the movie where he started to come back and split. You know, takes it even further in the good direction. I, he's a great director. I just think he needs somebody to work on scripts with. Yeah. And they're talking about doing a 10 Cloverfield Lane sequel. And while we're talking about that movie, anybody that has Amazon Prime next week, February, it's going to be on Amazon Prime. So if you have it, it's free. Watch 10 Cloverfield Lane. Um, I watched... A movie that made it jumped all the way up to my, I'm not even going to tell you what it is, but it jumped all the way to my <laughs> second movie of this past year. Ooh. Jumped over 40 some movies. Wow. So that list is almost ready and then I'll just read off the top 10 one. <laughs> top 10 of last year. Yes. Yeah. So I was saying at one point I'm going to have, I'm, I'm trying to round out my all my years since like 1980, you know, then I'm going to just have a bowl of years. You guys pull out a year once every episode or two, and I'll give you my top 10 from that year. You, you can say, what? You forgot this. Anything else in movies you guys got? Well, I got Anybody watching more streaming. So, okay, let's go streaming. There's something very important. I forgot to tell you what don't cross the streams. Did either of you, well, did any of you guys watch any of the trailer links that I sent, like iBoy and Mind Gamers? Are we supposed to watch those? <laughs> well, I posted them for a reason. I, I get chastised get, I for... spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> I get chastised for... I'm learned not to click on anything you said, man. Yeah. Isn't iBoy supposed to have Maisie Williams in it? Yes. It, well, if you watch the trailer, basically... His mind turns into the internet, and he has complete access to. Hi boy, hi boy. Uh, so yeah, he he gets beat up, and there's this big criminal element, and he decides like when he comes back around, he's got the power of the internet in his head, and he can access anything electronic. Um, he can basically just ruin you, and he decides to become this like Avenger type. Yeah, Jordan. Not his arch enemy analog man. (laughs) (laughs) He's got lunchables for weeks. (laughs) And this looks like this is going to be a Netflix series. I don't know if it's a movie or a series. But the other one I sent you guys was Mind Gamers. 
And that was, it kind of reminded me of, um, the, what was that, uh, Wachowski Brothers TV show, or Netflix show? Was it Ace Sense or Eight? Uh, Sense Eight? Um, Sense Eight, yeah. It reminded me kind of like that, but on a more technological, <laughs> technology, yeah, uh huh. Tech side of things where they're linking up people via the, the net or whatever and they can access each other's abilities and control and it, and it looks like a very, uh, psychological type thriller movie. So watch the trailers, please. Netflix. The I the iBoys Netflix. I'm not sure about Mind Gamers. Yeah, I've seen a few things, uh, articles that were, I didn't click on, but articles that posted about that iBoy. I have to say I'm a little disappointed. iBoy is not Maisie Williams. She was the only. It was just her, her yeah. face on everything I saw yeah. for that. And I was. I just assumed. I was like, oh, okay. I think she's kind of a little love interest of uh, yeah. iBoy. Yeah, I thought that too. I thought there she's using her face then for trying to draw people in. There's another show that's coming out at the end of March on Netflix called The Discovery. And that's uh, Charlie McDowell, who did The One I Love. Did you see that, Michael? The One I Love. Mark Duplass and uh, the girl from Peggy from uh, Mad Men. I think that's the movie I keep trying to get Christy to watch. It's good. She it's keeps telling good. me no. Okay. She keeps telling me no. We'll forget <laughs> it. Anyway, this has got Jason Siegel, Rudy Mara, Robert Redford. High concept sci-fi. It's one year after the existence of the afterlife is scientifically verified. Millions around the world have ended their own lives in order to get there. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds interesting. Wow, well, no, I, I watched the trailer for it. Yeah. Yeah, that looks really neat. And a man and woman fall in love while coming to terms with their own tragic pasts and the true nature of the afterlife. I thought it looked pretty good. Yeah, it looks really interesting. I've been seeing a lot of that trailer for that... Uh, the beginning of everything on Oh, that's it gets on it's on there now. Is it's, it on? Yeah, t- as of today, I think. Yeah, Zelda. Yeah, Zelda Fitzgerald. Oh, okay. The wife of F. It's what's her It's what's her name? Christina Ricci. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I haven't, I haven't watched that. Yeah. Okay, this message is for the original Jesse. <laughs> I saw that he was watching OJ Made in America, which I think is on Hulu. OJ, the original Jesse, was the yes, the original Jesse. That's why he. That's why he watched it. He thought OJ, it was about him. Original Jesse, and that is another hip hop tune for my album. Right? Yeah, get that all put together. <laughs> it's uh, that was that like eight hour long thirty for thirty documentary. Did you watch it? Okay. Nobody <laughs> watched everything. Nobody watched. Anyway, you think we would consume pop culture yeah. as a, I, I, as a yeah. pop culture yeah. podcast? We do this pop culture podcast, and <laughs> only want to watch anything. Um, I remember Michael be saying when I brought it up once months ago or whatever. I don't. I don't care. I was around for when OJ, you know, this happened, yeah. and that's your first instinct. I remember thinking that I already know everything about it. Why would I even want to watch this? Well. It was great. It was, you know, most of those thirty thirties are. This is long. In fact, there's been. Some, I think it's up for best documentary, Oscar. Mm-hmm. I, I think it is, and it's a. It was a TV show. I mean, it's an eight hour yeah. movie. Uh, you know, it's that good that it's getting attention. However, they can stuff it in there because it's not just about him. For, first off, basically, when you watch it, you're thinking. Where did they get this footage that they show you for that long? They have a lot of footage 
showing you things you haven't seen before and what takes it you don't realize how much of an icon this guy was how he bridged the gap between the races at that time Mm -hmm. and it was also you know it really delves into race relations you know in the 80s and 90s it was just like it's it covers a lot more than just OJ. What year was the OJ trial? I want to say ninety four. Ninety four, okay. I remember being like it was the birth of court TV. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember at that time I was I was a teen, teenager in high school. Yeah. And my grandparents, especially my grandmother, watched every minute she could of that trial, which was. It became the, she would talk about it all the time and tell us all about it. But you have to know the woman for the fact that she doesn't watch television to this day. They don't, she just doesn't have a use for television. So, like when we were kids, we would, she would be watching a show and we would change the channel as she would get up or look away and she would come back and just assume it was the same show all the time. <laughs> she didn't even notice. Wow. It would be something completely different. And we would just sit there and laugh and watch her like trying <laughs> Trying to work it out. <laughs> That's so that was nice. kind of my experience of the OJ trial at that time was right. her telling me about it, but she didn't quite have all the facts. Right. She would get them mixed up with other stories on the news right. from whatever, you know, that particular yeah. day. That's funny. Well, anyway. Yeah. You switch it to people's court. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was, it was really good. I recommend it. But what I was going to tell Jesse is... American Crime Story, The People vs. O.J. Simpson is going to be on Netflix this in February. Yeah. It comes. And that is the scripted drama with Sarah Paulson and uh, the guy that's on This Is Us, uh, Sterling K. Brown. Uh, it's Christopher David Dart. Schwimmer. Christopher, yeah, David Schwimmer. It's fantastic. Yeah, it was really good. It's... it's it, it's great. I I don't remember whether it won. It'll probably win Emmys if they. It's ha- nominated for everything. It was it was there. great. And you think you were or, already saturated having just watched this documentary? It's a totally different beast. And so I saw the documentary guys on a talk show, and they were like, "Oh, were you worried when you realized these were both coming out at the same time?" And they were like, "Yeah, we thought you know this show was going to." It was like, but the show made everyone so much more interested yeah. that the ratings for the documentary. Jump because they the are show two. Is so yeah, they are two totally different things, and both outstanding in their own right. So definitely recommend that anybody that you know has Netflix. But it, it was fantastic. Great, great performances. Um, Courtney Brown, I think his name plays. Uh, what is what was his lawyer? Johnny Cochran. Yeah, Johnny Cochran and uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. plays OJ. He serves his purpose. <laughs> it's not really perfect casting, but it, but anyway, it's it's a great show. And I watched Sneaky Pete, almost all of it. Yeah, watched eight out of ten episodes, and it is fine. It's got it's getting great. I was ra- hoping for great. Yeah, it's getting I'll great ratings. Fine. I think Giovanni Ribisi is really good in it, and I'm not saying again. Not every show is for every person. So somebody. A million other people could think this is fantastic, but it, it just didn't speak to me. I mean, I'm I'm slogging through it. And I'll finish it, and it, it's probably better than I'm making it sound. But like I said, he's great. 
It's got some people from Justified in it, you know, like, what's her name? Margot Martindale. She's just not in it a lot, as mm-hmm. I was saying, you know, and it's, it's good, good enough to yeah. try, definitely. If you're interested, if you like Justified, it's worth trying because you'll see some familiar faces and it actually has a feel of that show, the way it's paced. It's just, you know. Speaking of Justified, yes, <laughs> February third we'll see the debut of Santa. What was it? What is it? Santa Clara Diet or Diet? What is, come on, help a brother out. <laughs> is it the Santa Clarita Diet? Something like that. Yeah. What's that about? Uh, well, going with mainstream zombies. Um, it stars what's his name? Timothy Oliphant. Andrew Barrymore. Andrew Barrymore. She uh, evidently wakes up as a zombie, and they have to cover it up. It looks it looks pretty neat and interesting. Anyone else watched the previews for it? I haven't. I, I mean, I knew what it was, but I haven't watched. Yeah, I saw the little teaser, and I was like, yeah, "I'll give this a shot. Like. This looks cool." What's it? You say it's going to be on Netflix, Netflix February third. Okay. Just I mean, weird, like this mainstream world we're living in, where zombies are mainstream and superheroes are mainstream, and. Everything that we love is mainstream. And you're mad about it. I am. Quit talking about it before they take it away. They've already taken away. Have you started Volcom Season 2? I binge-watched that bitch. It was so good. Like, for me to to be worthy of my time to binge-watch something, you have to be rated like something that I'm really into. I agree. And Voltron season two, like it sucked me right in. I was like trying trying to get Jordan to watch it earlier, just telling him all about it. It's like the animation style, the characterization of the. I mean, there's nothing that's wrong with this show. It's it's like uh, the best Marvel movie ever, but animated. Wow. <laughs> that is, that's high praise. That's uh, it, it, the best Marvel movie animated. Yeah, it's that, got action, it's got comedy, saying, drama. Don't sell it short. It's dude. better than Guardians of the Galaxy, but animated. Yeah, I, 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 I'll, I'll stay. I mean, I, I, I'm halfway through it. I really liked it too. Um, I don't think season season two is as good as season one was. Oh, I think, well, again, it, it's one of those that you have to watch it all the way through. Okay. And the way it all comes together, it's it's like the good place. Like, I mean, there, yeah, there, there are parts, I like the fact that the story seems a little bit more complicated. Um, it's not just, let's form Voltron at the end of every episode and fight another big monster. Yeah. We've kind of moved on, you know. That was really good. And, and I feel they dwell into each character a little bit more, and you get a little bit more into that person. So there's more character development. Yes. Yes. I do. How many characters it. are there that make up this There's thing? Pidge. There's Keith. Who's the other three? Lance. Lance. Hunk. Hunk. The princess. What's what's the main character? Shinto? Actually, I think that's right. I think it's Shinto. I'm just excited. I said something correct. And then there's the... What's Let's not dwell too far into your good... The guy with the mustache. What's, what's his name? I have, no, 
I have no clue, but I know I know the actor. Same thing with Hunk is played by Tyler Labine. That's yeah. Is really that could go on the poster like that's yeah yeah. Pop Kapow the pop culture podcast says. We should put it on our poster. (laughs) (laughs) We're better than any Marvel movie animated. It's got to be better than that card you showed us today. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we should add our weekly conversation with each episode of the show. Yeah, yeah. So here's what we were talking about on Facebook Messenger. Yeah, that would have to be premium content. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is for uh you got to spend some cash. Pa- yes, yeah, this, this is for the patrons <laughs> on Patreon. Uh, it's good stuff, people. <laughs> okay, I watched the movie. It's streaming on Netflix. I'm bringing it up cuz I just had uh Jordan watched a movie called Whiplash. Whoops. By Damien Chazelle is the director, and it's that's the one with Miles Teller and yeah. J.K. Simmons. He's in a, like and a, Supergirl. And Supergirl. Melissa Benoist was yes. really good in that movie. Yes, she was. And and it's uh Paul Reiser was in it too, wasn't it? That was a surprise. I was like, <laughs> wow, you can't you gotta warn me Paul Reiser's gonna show up. <laughs> I didn't that, that, that was a big that was a big surprise. <laughs> I didn't want to spoil it for you. I missed like thirty seconds of this thing, like, wait, Paul Reiser's in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what? No. <laughs> anyway, I, I was like, I gave it to him because I, I thought, oh, okay, he'll appreciate this movie. Anyway, Damien Chazelle does like musical based movies. It's this. What I, I guess he has a background in music. He did this. He's the acclaimed director of La La Land this year, and he's he wrote a movie that's on Netflix that from 2013, I believe. It's called Grand Piano. And it is as pulpy a movie as, you know, it's such a B-movie in a great Mm. way. Mm. Like this, it's about a guy who was, he's the greatest concert pianist on earth. You know, he's he's great. But about five years ago, he embarrassed himself on stage, messed something up, and he hasn't returned to the stage since. This is his big return. And he's played by Elijah Wood. And he get, is in this, comp, you know, playing along with a full orchestra. He gets up there. When he gets to his part he's playing, and he turns the page, and it says, if you miss one note, you'll die. <laughs> if that isn't the start of a pulpy thriller, I don't know what is. And and he he the person threatening him, he gets a headset, and he's able to talk to the person while he's playing piano. And it's John Cusack is the bad guy. And I just, I, it's, you have to see it. It's ridiculous, <laughs> but great. And it, I mean, it starts out a little slow, but once he gets on stage, it's just no holds barred. Definitely recommend it on Netflix. Grand Piano. It's got a good, it's got a very Pulp Fiction ending to it that just made me smile so big. I was like, I know how this is going to end. Right? It's like, I called it just a split second before it happened. And something else on Netflix is Drunk, Stone, Brilliant, Dead, the story of na- the National Lampoon. And it goes into the whole history of National Lampoon magazine, how it was recreated, the, 
the people behind it. And a lot of people don't realize is that the original cast of Saturday Night Live was basically lifted from the Nashville Lampoon. And it goes into the whole backstory of it. And it's, it's pretty interesting. I think I've watched that. Yeah, it's, I it's good. I haven't even heard of it. Um, there was a lot of drugs. Really? <laughs> but no. it, it was an interesting story. Cool. Anything else? Star Wars. Yep. Do it. Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. So we officially got the name. Yeah. Star Wars, The Last Jedi. So we had The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and now people are saying that that's, they're going to finish the sentence mm-hmm. in the next one. Only we took a nap. Took a nap is the, is the popular one right now, but. So, you know, there's talk who's The Last Jedi. It says right in the crawl of episode seven that Luke, Luke Skywalker is The Last Jedi, but, you know, they're, you know, people are talking Jedi could be plural. Like these are the last Jedi. You know, didn't the Force awaken the last Jedi? Who would probably be Ray? And did you guys? You guys saw the video Josh Gad put up? Yeah. Well, they're on the set of some movie they're filming yeah, with Daisy Ridley. Yeah, he called. I, I have to admit, I didn't. I'm an equal opportunity not clicker. I don't just not click on what Michael. Yeah. Does. I also did not click on. Well, what it was pretty does. cute because he. Well, I didn't click on it either. He he called her to his trailer to um, practice. You know, to yeah. Go over some lines, and she shows up there in like her robe, and he's got his phone out, and he's recording her. And she's like, so what did you want to, you know, in her British accent, so what did you want to talk to me about? And he's like, um, he's like, oh, you look really nice. <laughs> he's like, and she's like, oh, thanks. And he's like, so um, who's the last Jedi? <laughs> <laughs> and she just gets this, you know, she's trying so hard. Yeah. yeah. She's a little, you can tell she's a, somewhere in there she's a little ticked, but she knows, but she's also <laughs> smiling and playing along nice. She's like, we're not going to talk about this, Josh, you know. Or did you want to go over some lines or not, you know. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 I want to. Okay, really think what I wanted to do, we got, um, who's the last Jedi? <laughs> just really peppers her with it as she tries to get yeah, out the door. She, she says to him, I don't ask you about Frozen 2. And he's like, he's like, oh, it's okay. Let me tell you about Frozen 2. <laughs> Olaf's in Frozen 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes on and on and on just trying to. To get something out of her. It was very, very cute. Very creative. But like I I was telling you guys in my, you know, in our messenger that I'm concerned as much as Force Awakens was like Star Wars, you know, that, you know, they've even made fun of this, that picture that they have of Mm -hmm. Daisy Ridley with Luke Skywalker on her back, you know. I don't want Octu (laughs) to be Dagobah. I don't want him to just be Yoda in this movie and he has to train her, you know, it's like. I just, I'm scared. I don't think it's going to be that okay. way. I, okay. I, I don't. Good. That's all I needed. <laughs> a Disney legend, Disney legend, don't you? Hey, exactly. I just look up to the Disney legend. heard it from George Lucas himself. <laughs> what do you think of the logo? <laughs> I would like to. I'd feel a lot better <laughs> if just George would appear and tell me it's going to be okay. You mean the fact that it's red? Yeah. Do you think that's... Well, I mean, it, you feel like there's going to be some, you know, it's in reference to some Sith, of course, you know, in some right. way, right? Well, yeah. they did the red logo with yeah. the Jedi, and they yeah. did it with Revenge of Revenge, the Sith. Revenge, yeah. yeah. You think Darth Maul's going to make an appearance? No. Wow, no. No. 
<laughs> I like to throw the literally. <laughs> no, I do not. Okay. Yeah, what else? That's it. That's all. There wasn't a lot of Star Wars news. That was the big news. That was the big news. Yeah. So. Well, this is Star. A good enough. Go with it. Trek. Trek. <laughs> Star Trek news. Uh, <laughs> did you guys remember a while back ago when there was like this million dollar fanfic movie being made that got kickstarted and yeah, big lawsuit. And then was it CBS or was it Paramount or whoever like were saying you can't do that? Well, on YouTube, I accidentally found like a prelude to it, and it was leading up to the. Um, it was it's basically Starfleet versus Klingons and that like this four year war that the movie is based off of, and it was really good. It was very well done. It had some some people like it had legitimate actors in it, and I was very shocked that this was like fan made. Um, but it, well, that's what made the corporations nervous because it actually had money behind it and was a professional product. It wasn't just jokers in their backyard shooting something. But it's it's worth looking up. It, it was like this prelude was kind of like a documentary style of talking about with the special effects of Klingons versus – and it was leading up to the creation of the Enterprise-type ship. So if, if anyone's a Trek fan, it's, it's worth looking up. I think it's called The Four Years' War. So if a fan-made film is – going to cost a million dollars is it really considered a fan-made film at this point a rich fan-made film yes well it was a kickstarter so it was everyone like wanting to many many fans yeah well that's the problem is because star trek started having all these like fan created shows that were on youtube that were like based off of 60s sci-fi looked identical to that and you know technology had caught up where People in their backyard could recreate yeah. it, and they it were, looks just yeah the same as what we saw on the re- original television show. And, but now they have another show coming out, right? A new Star Trek show? Yeah, it's supposed to be a movie that premieres on network, and then it's going to be only digital through their channel. Okay, so you'll have to stream the show through a website. Yeah, the Star like, you're trying to discover is discover, that what called? Yeah, yeah, it's at yeah. CBS All Access. It'll be on. I thought it was, it was supposed to be out in January and they pushed it back, but yeah, it was, it's one show will be on CBS and then it'll only be on all access. Hmm. But it's just it's another, just a way to have some people buying their streaming to service. Get their, yeah. yeah. But check, at least check out the short on YouTube. It's, it's worth it. It's like 20 minutes maybe. Uh, well, I was going to finish this by talking about Spoilers about Split with somebody, but nobody else watched it, so that's not going to happen. I had a couple quick comic things. All right. We want to end on some, some actually some good news, some happy news. All right. Um, How can you read this? There's no pictures. Well, some people use their imagination. Well, I must hurry back to my comic book store where I dispense the insults rather than absorb them. It happens all the time. Read a comic book, okay? Wow. Civil War, The Oath dropped this week. Did you read that no. one? No. I've looked at it before I left. about I thought, the Secret Empire. This was sort of the epilogue to Civil War and the prologue to Secret Empire. So if you're curious about Marvel's big events, 
it was a huge issue. It took me forever to read, and it was a lot of political sort of stuff. And there was some interesting speechifying in there, where Captain America is channeling some very modern politics and talking about, you know, the forgotten class of Americans, where, oh, you know, a kid has laser beams explode out of his eyes, and parents are worried about mutants, so you call them bigots, mm. or you know, an inhuman cocoon forms next door. And you, you, people are worried, so you call them. Th- so, like, it's that dialogue we're having now of like, Mr. Right? Yes, of course. Of course. So we're talking about I you feel know, that coming. <laughs> danger versus acceptance. Right. You know that sort of thing. So there were some very political overtones in this one, uh, but a, a good story, better than I think Civil War Two was. This one issue yeah. was. So it made me a little more excited about Secret Empire. Yeah. And we wrapped up Justice League versus Suicide Squad. The six issues completed. And like every series, it just kickstarted like the next four things. That's what I was afraid. I'm three issues into that. It was a good it. But yeah, of course the ending leads to the new Justice League of America. Okay. How, you know, Batman recruits Lobo and Killer Frost and all these characters and what, why they need a separate kind of Justice League kind of thing. So, uh, cause he's Batman. Exactly. He's always got the contingency plans. Um, and I share this on my asylum page on Facebook, and it had like fifty some shares, over almost two thousand views. I think it was just some cool, good political news, which we aren't <coughs> getting here lately. In San Jose, California, a, a, a man just won the election for city council, and when he was sworn in, he carried his Captain America shield. And there was just a picture of him, you know, hand yeah, on the Bible, right hand raised, left hand holding the cap shield. And he was just talking about, you know, we just need to hold on to our ideals. It's like, it was just a rare politics that you're like, yes, we can all, yeah. the guy's Republican, it doesn't matter, Republican, Democrat, right, just yeah. he has these American values that we should all share, just like Captain America. And of course they're, well, of course he's a Hydra guy now. So, <laughs> so some people had to ruin it, but for a shining moment, there was right, just some yeah. good news in the political world. Yeah, that was pretty neat. And my last thing, this just made me so happy, I can't even explain it. The last issue of G.I. Joe, Real American Hero, written by creator of G.I. Joe, Larry Hama, imaginary friend of the show. Is he, is <laughs> we pretend ro- like he's a friend of the show. Now, like, how many, what issue number would this be? We're on the, like, this is the series that picked up the Marvel 80 series ended at 155. Uh-huh. And then when IDW got the rights several years ago, they just did 156 and are continuing the Marvel continuity. So this is after, what was it, like Devil's Due or something? Yeah, they cut all that out. So oh, we're okay. just, this is Larry Hama still writing his original continuity. And I'm I sorry, what number did you say it's up to? 230-something, 240-something. Okay. Right. They did that with the Transformers one. Yeah. Yeah. But they'd only lasted about 30, 40 issues. Yeah, Larry Hama is still going over as well. And how much is, of it has he written? All of it. All of it. Every okay. single issue, yeah. Um, so... And I've been collecting it because I just yeah. I like I like Larry Hama's GI Joe. I don't care. Um, I love you. And the letters column in the back because he's introduced a few characters lately: uh, the Black Major and Red Laser. These characters from the British version. Mm-hmm. And people are asking him, "Oh, you know, you've been introducing these guys. How about these guys?" And we're asking him what other characters they would introduce. And his answer there just made me smile so big. The he said, well, so-and-so gave me the stack of British comics, and I was rereading them recently. It just sparked my interest in these characters. And some other person gave me these action figures of these guys. And because I had the toys, that's why I added them. 
And then he explained his writing process that he keeps the toys of all the characters he's writing, like, in his office <laughs> and all the vehicles. And he said, that helps me keep track of he knows how many characters fit in the Jeep or right, the tank. Yeah. And, okay, <laughs> these three characters are in this country on this mission, and these guys are undercover and Cobra. <laughs> so he he – that's awesome. He sets his toys up around yeah. his office so he can keep track. Of, I was like, that is just a, me imagining <laughs> Larry elderly Larry Hama <laughs> playing with G.I. Joe tanks and vehicles. I was just like, that is great. That's I loved awesome. it. That's pretty funny. And especially as a writer where you don't like you don't know how other writers operate. Right. Because like, I totally feel like a fraud. It's like everyone else <laughs> that knows what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I have to keep notes or do this. I'm sure real writers have a process. Like, Larry Holmes' process is to have a stack of toys <laughs> set out. It's like, that's amazing to me. Yeah. That's pretty good. See, I don't know why I didn't know that that series... I didn't realize that's what that was. I think I got – was there another was, – was, There's been I got three confused. or there was two more in there, the meantime. Yeah, that's where – There have been other G.I. Joes in different continuities. Like when that Devil's Do thing started, I was like, what? And mm-hmm. I started getting that. And then and then once it got to like two or three different series, I just gave up. I didn't know what uh, Yeah, there were a couple what. from the Devil's Do series that were really good Yeah, and just a lot of filler. And then, you know, they would – that series aged them. So it was them coming back after mm. retirement. So, like, they'd killed some people off. So I think when IDW got it, they just kind of cleaned house a little bit and, and oh, simplified man. things. Yeah, if I'd have known what that was, I'd probably have been collecting that all this time. And then, Jordan, you had shared to us earlier this week just a update on our good friend, Ike Perlmutter. 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 I didn't, gonna, I didn't click on it, but go ahead. Okay, you didn't click on it. I clicked on it. <laughs> Clickbait. <laughs> he shared it and he didn't even click on it. So old Ike, it looks like he's going to be able to sue Harold Pirenboom as we recorded. That's the tennis guy, right? Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> Not really, but I like to say that. In, in the, our version of yeah, the... In our world, in the one that your grandma watched. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Nice callback. Uh, yeah, so it looks like... Perlmutter is going to be able to now sue Pirenboom for stealing his DNA. As we said, there were no laws on the books about this, so it's kind of a murky legal gray area. It was just uh, signed into executive law a couple days ago. <laughs> yeah, what? what? <laughs> well, now that now that uh, Perlmutter is part of the Trump cabinet, he uh, did we ever yeah. talk about that news? He's uh, yeah. no, we haven't. Yeah, we've been part of Veterans Affairs Committee. Yeah, so uh, apparently it's, it's Trump- weird. Do you donate millions of dollars to the guy and he gives you a job? I don't. That's crazy Imagine how that, that works. Yeah, crazy. drain the swamp. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? That's it, man. That's it. Well, well, wait, 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 real quick. I never talk about games anymore, and I'll just say real quick. Challenge your imagination to come alive and to battle with the creatures of Dungeons and Dragons. 52! You shot my battleship. (laughs) (laughs) I got a bingo! What do I win? It's Operation the Wacky Doctor's Game, where you're the wacky doctor. Battery's not included. I blew it. My turn. Shall we play a game? Played some games this week. Uh, Mechs and Minions 
by uh, it's made after a, there was a video game. There is a video game, League of Legends, and this whatever company makes that video game, I don't I don't know. Was I'm not prepared for this, <laughs> but they they have never made a board game before. They have taken made a board game called Mexican Minions, and it's like I think they're charging like seventy bucks, and it is the most bang for your buck of a board game. Like it's funny to see a company. <laughs> I'm not sure what the t- Mexican Min. No, Mex Mex. And oh, minions. Max! Yeah. Okay, I thought it was like the little yellow minion guy. <laughs> I was picturing the little yellow guys with sombreros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, well, I did complain the whole time we were playing that it was not minions from Despicable Me. <laughs> but anyway, it's you, it's, you really get your money's worth with this game. Like, they didn't, I don't think they did enough research to see what people were charging for the quality of game that they put out. Like, whoever they hired, first off, to fit it on this box is a genius. I've never seen, any, you know, there's usually a standard way that these companies put this together. And this guy designed some, it's amazing to see it when you open up the box. So, it, it's just, especially have you seen so, some so crappily put together. This was, this is high quality. And the, and the pieces are great and it's just, it's like a, it's a, it would be called a programming game where you uh, plan so many moves ahead and then play it out. And we had a good time. There was like four of us playing it, and we did. It has missions that are sealed up. You you do a mission, then you unseal the next one, and it gives you new uh, new things you can do on the board. And there's boxes in there that you know you don't open until you get to it. So that surprises each time you play. There's something new to it. I I. I don't have it. It was a friend of mine who had it and brought it over, and I'm interested to play it again. But I, you know, if you do have interest in it, I, I think it's a high quality game. So we'll put I will post some pictures on the Facebook page. I'll show you what it looked like. And Marvel announced a couple of big video games. Oh yeah, that was like a huge announcement yesterday. There's going to be some big budget. Avengers video game. Is it Square Enix or something? Yes. I believe so. Yes. Yeah, not. The, I watched the little trailer. There's nothing there, but you know, it was actually tease like tease. the the trailer was like a to me it was a weird throwback to one of uh, Marvel's animated movies where it was like Avengers Next, where it was like the offspring of the Avengers mm-hmm. that was loosely tied into the Secret Wars two. Like, it's a very weird movie. It was based off a what-if story, but it was kind of like the trailer is like the next generation of heroes rising to the challenge is what I got from it. It just sort of showed the hammer and the shield. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, DC, wow. DC's getting ready to release that new Injustice 2 game, So, uh, which has been a very popular game at my house. My, mm-hmm. One of my kid, my son's favorite games, and I think I play it once a year. We play it every Christmas. Yeah, I was gonna say, I remember that. When everybody uh... comes over to my house, <laughs> yeah. we play it every Christmas because inevitably somebody, usually you know, my cousin yells out, "Hey, let's play that game!" And <laughs> we've been like five years in a row now. Um, but yeah, that that's getting ready to come out. It's got some new characters. I know with it, I know Blue Beetle the. Jaime Reyes, Blue Beetle's going to be in it, and Supergirl, and um, Atrocitus is in it, so be on the lookout for that. 
I just got an emergency text. Someone telling me <laughs> La La Land is in Parkersburg. It hasn't what? hasn't been around here, so Grand Central Mall. I'm assuming. I don't know where else to be. So if uh, I recommend it, I like La La Land. And since we're talking about games, there's supposed to be a movie called Game Night with Jason Bateman, Jesse Plemons, and Rachel McAdams. Hmm. Is what I'm hearing. It's a game night gone bad, you know, murder <laughs> or something going on. So I saw that headline. I was like, "What? How many? How many of my game nights have went bad?" <laughs> <laughs> Depends if politics are involved or not. <laughs> As always, I am the most illustrious Michael K. Easton. And we not doing plugs again, but. Yeah, I was. That's for him to do and like. No! I'll do, now. I'll do the NPR voice. Yeah. <laughs> do if, like, George Lucas was on NPR. Oh, yeah. Eating sweaty meatballs. Yeah. So you can find us at www.udownwithkpp.com or at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter. Or you can find us on Facebook. Find Michael on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram at Michael at Second to None. Why did you change that? Like it was just Second to None, and now it's Michael at Second to None. Because it's more of a personal Instagram of me being part of an entity rather than Second to None being the entity. What's the rest of the entity? You are the entity. <laughs> You are don't, second don't, to none. Don't pull the curtain back. Now, you guys, when in our messaging back and forth, which premium content members can 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 find, Michael said he he was a man of business now. <laughs> and he said, that's why he, he was always a man of action. And now he said he's a man of business. So I do not I do not question as a man of business. He knows what he's doing. Don't question. Oh gosh. This is such a love-hate relationship. <laughs> uh, well, um, yeah. DG Poobah on Twitter. All that good stuff. Goodbye forever. Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. Confusing at all. <laughs> Sorry. Three, two, one. Jeez, you guys. <laughs> Three, two, one. Oh are you God. rushing or are you dragging? <laughs> <laughs>